Brennan. So quick reminder before we start, I encourage you all to reach out with any questions you may have or if you want me to talk more in depth about a specific topic. Also, I have podcast gear available. I have t-shirts and hoodies and it's a great way to support the show. Lastly, and at the very least, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review. Receiving that positive energy helps really helps me out. And so my email is also located in the show notes. Okay, so now I'm going to give you a quick preview about this new podcast series called A Year-Long Sama, which is going to document my process of doing a year-long plant diet, also known as a Sama. The purpose of this series is to not only keep myself accountable, but to also spread awareness and highlight the process of learning Shipibo-style ceremonial, medicinal, and energetic practices where ayahuasca is used as a vehicle to enter the spirit world. And see, once in the spirit world, plant spirits are called upon as guides, protectors, teachers, and healers to help everyone involved in the ceremony become better versions of themselves. And I've been working with ayahuasca in the Shipibo tradition for nearly six years, and I can say it is the most powerful tool I have ever seen for helping people break free from their negative patterns and traumas and then teach them how to make significant positive changes in their lives. In other words, ayahuasca, when done in the right setting with the right people, is a real-life version of the red pill. But the key words are right setting and right people, because as you will learn over the course of this series, ayahuasca all by itself is not a magical miracle medicine. In fact, in the wrong hands, someone with ill intent, it can be detrimental and even dangerous to your overall well-being. And in the hands of the ignorant, it can be anywhere on the scale of ineffective to downright harmful. So with that being said, I'm not saying the Shipibo style is the only way to work with ayahuasca. There are lots of other effective methods. By this point, we should all know that there are many ways to the top of the mountain. For me, however, it is the style I have chosen to study because it is highly effective, extremely interesting, and to be honest, it just fell into my lap, which is really fascinating because sometimes we blindly stumble into the wrong things and have to adjust course. Other times we blind, blindly stumble into something good, and on very rare occasions, we sometimes stumble into the right thing and quickly realize that it wasn't a stumble at all. Instead, we realize it was meant to be, that it, that it, was, that it was part of our destiny. And, well, after many years of contemplation, I have realized for me that it was the latter. I realized that what seemed to just randomly fall into my lap wasn't something random at all. Instead, I realized that it had been part of some larger grand plan the entire time. However, once I realized this, I had to make one of the hardest choices of my life. I had to choose between taking the blue pill and going back to living a fairly comfortable and normal life by societal standards, or taking the red pill and continue to go down the rabbit hole on a path few will understand and many will not accept. A path that requires many sacrifices, including giving up my old lifestyle, including many of my personal, business, and romantic 
romantic relationships associated with my old life. Thankfully, the biggest and hardest sacrifices are only temporary, a year or so, but that does not change the fact that once I pop out on the other side, nothing will ever be the same again. Well, as I'm sure you all guessed, I chose the red pill. So this podcast series will be about this new chapter in my life, these first initial steps into the unknown. And this episode is the origin story of the events that led me to this new stage in my life, a stage where I find myself completely unplugged from the matrix and essentially starting my life over at 41 years old. Okay, so let's get into it. So I first became aware of ayahuasca around 2010 while working for the Department of Defense on Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's right, I used to work for the Department of Defense. I wasn't trapped in the Matrix, I was the Matrix. I was part of the military-industrial complex for just over seven years. It was a very strange time, to say the least. Anyway, I was listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. Now, back then... The, the Joe Rogan experience was popular, but nowhere near where it is today. In fact, in 2010, podcasts were relatively a new thing, but I was an early adopter because I spent a lot of time in the car or on remote test sites in the middle of the desert, and I could only listen to so much music or AM talk radio, so podcasts were a welcome change to the monotony of work and a great way to keep myself entertained and even help me learn a thing or two. So on a particular episode, Joe Rogan had a guest whose name was Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey, who just a few years later went on to start the extremely popular fitness company on it, had just got back from Peru and was talking about his experience with ayahuasca. Now, I don't remember much from that conversation, but what I do remember was I was extremely fascinated and immediately felt called to try this strange jungle brew. So after that episode, I started scouring the internet for everything I could find about ayahuasca. But back then, it wasn't very popular and there wasn't a whole lot of information, but there was definitely enough to kind of keep me engaged. So after some time after some time of researching I knew I had I knew I had to do it. I, I knew I wanted to do it, but the problem was I was scared to go to Peru by myself. See at the time I had almost zero experience with psychedelics aside from doing a small amount of mushrooms on a camping trip one time. Not to mention that the ayahuasca trip reports back then were wild stories of people losing all touch with reality, shitting themselves, and being terrified for hours on end. (laughs) So because of this, I was worried that I might drink ayahuasca, completely lose my mind, strip off all my clothes, and then run as fast as I could straight into the jungle and to never be seen again. Now, despite it wasn't all wild stories, so despite... The wild stories. There were also many. There were also many good stories of people's lives completely changing for the better, and so I still felt called to do it. But I wanted to do it somewhere here in the United States before going to Peru, because even though it is technically illegal, kind of a gray zone area, here I felt, I felt, if I had some bad reaction that I'd rather be here in the U.S. than in the middle of the jungle of a foreign country. The problem was, 
because it's technically illegal, I couldn't exactly go on Yelp and search for ayahuasca ceremonies near me. So I was kind of stuck and I didn't know what to do. So for many years, I put my dream of doing ayahuasca on the back burner. Plus, I had many significant life changes over the next few years. I got married, I quit my job with the government, and I moved up to Seattle and opened up a gym. So then around 2016, ayahuasca popped back up on my radar, but I was still but I was still presented with the same dilemma. I wanted to do it, but I didn't know where to go. However, this time while listening to other podcasts and watching documentaries, the message I kept hearing was, if you are ready, the medicine will find you. So I decided to put that to the test. I put my intentions out to the universe, and sure as shit, the medicine found me. Within a month or so of putting my intention out to the universe, one day this older hippie woman walks into my gym. She was there to try a class with a friend, and I got an interesting vibe from the moment I saw her. So after class, I followed up with her and did the usual spiel about membership options. She told me she absolutely loved the class but wasn't ready to sign up at at that moment because she was leaving for Peru in a couple of weeks. So I asked her if she was going down to Peru to do ayahuasca. She gave me this strange look like, how did you know? She said, as a matter of fact, I am. So I told her that I'd always wanted to do it, but I was first looking for a place a little closer to home. She said she knew of a group of people who held ceremonies fairly often. She then asked for my email and said she would put me in touch with them before she left. Well, this was late November 2016. For the next two and a half months, I didn't hear from her, and part of me wondered if she had become a victim of the jungle. Then one day in mid-February of 2017, I was leaving the gym early as I had the night off. As I drove away, I suddenly remembered that I forgot my laptop. So I turned around, drove back to the gym, walked inside, and there she was, standing at the front desk. She said she was looking for me because she had lost my email. So I gave her my email, and then the next day she put me in contact with the group she had mentioned, and then two months later, in April of 2017, I had my first ceremony in my backyard. Well, obviously not in my backyard, but the ceremony location was was no more than 50 miles from my house, which was really cool. So as I was driving out to the ceremony, I realized how crazy this interaction with this lady had been. I had been wanting and looking to do ayahuasca for years with no luck. Then the moment I put my intentions out to the universe, the medicine found me. This random lady who I'd never seen since randomly shows up at the gym and puts me in contact with the medicine and then seems to vanish. Also, I'm not going to lie, while I was driving out to that first ceremony, I also had a major freakout. See, I had no idea what I was getting into or who would be there. I was essentially going to do ayahuasca with strangers solely based on a recommendation I received from some random lady with whom I spoke to for no more than 15 minutes. I kept thinking this is how horror movies start out. But thankfully my intuition but my intuition told me that this was the right move and the interaction with the random lady was it never felt random. And so thankfully my intuition was right and it worked out really well. So anyway, my first ceremony weekend, like I mentioned, was in April of 2017. 
The overall experience of that weekend was relatively subtle but fascinating enough to keep me interested in wanting to do more. So then I did another one in July of 2017, which sparked my interest even more. So based on the success of my first two weekends, I decided to take a big leap of faith and finally scratch that itch. So in December of 2017, I found myself on a plane heading down to Peru to experience ayahuasca in its natural environment. I went down to Niue Rao with a group of friends I met at previous weekends to do my first plant diet, or Sama, with a plant called Aho Sacha. Some funny story about this trip, funny story about this trip to Peru in regards to my mom. So about two weeks before I left for this trip, I was on the phone with my mom telling her all about it. She got very quiet and then said, I don't think you should go. Then a few days later, I received an email from my mom essentially demanding that I don't go, saying she did a bunch of research and what I was doing was extremely dangerous and that it would ruin my life. Well, given the fact that at the time I was 36 36 years old, I told my mom that I respected her concerns and that I loved her, but I was going anyway. So then in... January of 2018, just one month after returning from Peru and feeling on top of the world, my life completely fell apart. <laughs> in, a, in a relatively short time span, I lost everything. I lost my business. I lost my life savings, my rental properties. I lost my marriage. I lost my identity as a gym owner and a fitness professional. And I even lost my dogs. Everything I ever had and loved was taken from me. So yeah, I hate to say it, but maybe my mom was right. (laughs) Not really, but I'm not going to lie. It's kind of ironic that she said it would ruin my life. And then my life came crashing to the ground. But obviously there is much more to the story. So while I would not wish what I had to go through on my worst enemy, there is always a silver lining if you're willing to look. And the silver lining was that falling apart gave me a reason to build something new. Just like in the forest, the old dead growth must first burn in order to make room for the new growth for the new growth to emerge. Or like the phoenix, which can only rise from the ashes after it has first been burned to the ground. See, my old life was good, but I'd always had this feeling that something was missing. I always felt like I was supposed to be on a different path. And when my old life was taken from me, it gave me a chance to reevaluate my life. It gave me a chance to forge a new path. So from January 2018 to February 2022, I spent my time climbing out of the hole I had found myself in, slowly putting the pieces of my life back together and searching for a new path and new purpose. During this time, I continued working with ayahuasca and even did a couple more plant samas. I also began assisting in ceremonies. So as I was rebuilding my life, I started to realize that the plant medicine world was not only critical and instrumental for my physical, mental, and spiritual rebirth, it was also becoming a major part of my new lifestyle. Because of this, after about four years since my first ceremony, I started getting the message that I needed to go deeper, that I needed to learn more about the world of plant medicine. So I followed my intuition and started to dive in, and one of the first things I learned was that the world of ayahuasca, 
at least in the Shipibo tradition, is not really about ayahuasca as much as it is about the other plants. In other words, a a Shipibo-style ceremony uses ayahuasca as a vehicle to take us into the spirit world. And while ayahuasca is an extremely powerful spirit herself, once in the spirit world, other plants are then called upon to do the heavy lifting of cleaning, healing, teaching, and protecting. Upon learning this, my mind was blown. A whole new world had been opened up to me, and I started to learn that there are thousands of medicinal plants and trees, each with unique attributes that not only apply in the physical world, but also apply in the spiritual world. As above, so below. Which makes me think of a quote by Rudolf Steiner, For every illness, there exists a plant which can cure it. And that's the thing. True medicine comes from nature, not from, phar- not from pharmaceutical companies. Sadly, however, most people can't wrap their head around this idea. See, almost all the medicine that Big Pharma produces, or really I should say pills or shots, because it's hard to call their products medicine. So the majority of the pills or shots Big Pharma produces are usually derived from plants. However, the difference is Big Pharma strips away the spirit of the plant as well as the holistic and synergistic effects of the whole plant and what you are left with is a bastardized and synthesized version of medicine that no longer resembles its natural counterpart. This is why Big Pharma is essentially ineffective at curing illness and disease, not to mention pharmaceuticals and mainstream health just mask symptoms. They never address the root cause of the issue. They never promote a holistic lifestyle of food, exercise, meditation, learning, etc. See, plant medicine, on the other hand, is all about addressing and fixing the root cause of the issue. It's about using the natural world combined with a holistic lifestyle to help you heal, grow, and learn. In fact, plant medicine combined with a holistic lifestyle is the only way to achieve optimal health but and your highest potential. There is no other way. But make no mistake about it, plant medicine is definitely a loaded word. And it doesn't just mean psychedelics, although it can. And when psychedelics are used properly, they can open you up to a much bigger world of the plants. And so it turns out that plant medicine was the missing component for me. See, I was into health, fitness, and self-development, but something always felt missing. And I realized it was the plants. It was the natural world. See, the interesting thing about plants, particularly the psychedelics like mushrooms and ayahuasca, is they shut down your default mode network, which breaks you out of your old patterns and allows you to see the world through new eyes. It's like that scene from The Matrix. Why do my eyes hurt? Because you've never used them before. And see, psychedelics opened my eyes for the first time in my life. And what I saw was that I and most everyone I knew had become so disconnected from the natural world that it was making us sick, depressed, and unfulfilled. However, I learned that using psychedelics in the right setting with the right intention and the proper guidance could and did help people reconnect to the natural world, which allowed them to make positive changes faster than any other modality I've ever seen. Of course, the change wasn't easy and it never will be, but people were given a new foundation on which to build a better life, to become more balanced and whole. 
So because of this, I knew I had to go deeper and learn more. I knew I had to take a real hero's journey and venture down into the jungle yet again so that I could experience a true transformation and then bring, and then bring the knowledge, wisdom, and gifts I received back to my community. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I ventured down to the jungle once again to do this ridiculous task of continuously dieting plants for a year straight so that I can learn as much as possible with the hopes of spreading this knowledge to other people. And you know, the truth be told, this process for me actually began in May of 2022 when I first went back to the jungle to start learning from the plants, which I've documented in the series called La Ultima Ceremonium. And now, as I'm speaking these words, I am just three weeks into the process of a year-long sauna. I have sold most of everything I own, moved into a small trailer on a friend's property, and I started to take a deep dive into the spiritual and energetic plant medicine universe so over the course of the year i plan to document my journey and all i know is it's about to get weird see you on the other side